Hey, it's Klaus here, host of the e-commerce coffee break podcast. Have you ever wondered if your store could perform better? Well, I have something special for you. I'm offering Shopify store audits again. I will walk through your Shopify store and share ways to make it better and show you ideas for a better conversion rate. I will pinpoint areas for improvement on your homepage, category page, product detail page and checkout. And I will uncover missed opportunities and show you the issues holding you back. To get your store audit, visit klauslauter.com slash audit. That's C-L-A-U-S-L-A-U-T-E-R dot com slash audit. Apply today as I will only offer five store audits this month. This is episode 176 of the e-commerce coffee break podcast. Today I have Bahadir Efeglu of Fabricateur on the show and we talk about forecasting, planning and executing your inventory operations. So let's get into it. This is the e-commerce coffee break. A top-rated Shopify growth podcast dedicated to Shopify merchants and business owners looking to grow their online stores. Learn how to survive in the fast-changing e-commerce world with your host, Klaus Lauter, and get marketing advice you can't find on Google. Welcome, welcome, welcome to, to the, the show. show. Hello, welcome to another episode of the e-commerce Coffee Break podcast. Today, we want to talk about a topic we have never touched on, and actually, it's a very important one. We want to talk about your inventory planning. From time to time, or more often than not, I see stores where you get a product detail page where a product is not in store, and that is a sign either of bad supply planning, bad inventory planning, and the merchant is losing money there. So we want to dive a little bit more deeper into that topic. And I have a guest on the show that can help us out with that. That's Bahardia. He is the co-founder and CEO of Fabricateur, the virtual head of operations for e-commerce. Prior to Fabricateur, Bahardia worked as a product manager at growing DTC brands like Marley's Boot. He is an automation geek and obsessed with creating value-generating automation at every step of e-com operations. So he's the right person to talk to. Hi, Bahadia. How are you today? Hi, Klaus. Thank you very much. Doing great. Very happy to be here sharing our vision with our fellow D2C listeners. Cool. Let's dive right into it. So inventory management, something that specifically small and medium enterprises struggle with from time to time. Give me a bit of a background on how you got there. What is the best approach to start with inventory planning? We actually started from the different part of the market. So back in 2018, we were building a solution for manufacturing management, basically helping the suppliers of D2C brands on what kind of raw materials they should supply in order to meet the demand from the brands. Back in time, our software was available in Turkey. And we were mostly working with textile manufacturers, which also helped us to meet with a lot of D2C brands out there. When we were like chasing the problem, trying to understand what is the core issue, we found that actually issue lies in the brand side. Brands did not have a good idea which products to restock and in what quantities. And that pressure was being reflected on the manufacturers as well. Manufacturing actually has a longer history compared to e-commerce when it comes to solutions. So that market was more saturated than the solutions in the e-commerce space. So that's actually brought us to a point where we started to think that e-commerce founders out there are being underserved with the old ERP solutions. And ERPs are just built as a system of records. They're there for you to keep record of things but they're not giving you any suggestion. I've never seen an ERP solution saying that you will increase your profits by 40%. So it's just there to keep things running. With that in mind, we said, all right, we need to help the D2C community out there 
build something that actually acts as the head of operations who would be worried about the KPIs the company is running for, the growth projections, and make sure that their supply chain is following what direction the company is going for. So that's how we started. Okay, now that's very interesting that you said you started from the other side. And obviously, yes, if a product is running out of stock, panics mode starts setting in. And then if it goes all the way to the producer of the product, in a worst case scenario. Now, interesting, you said ERPs are more like keeping track of what's happening, but not for forecasting. And obviously, that's the point that's for a merchant very important. Specifically, if they have a lot of SKUs, a lot of products in their store, it becomes increasingly difficult to find out which one is running out of stock. So... What's the best way to approach forecasting from that side? In most basic terms, if you're just starting your store and you don't have enough data to forecast what's going to happen, or maybe you're not ready to invest in a solution, the go-to solution is always going for Excel sheets. So you will export your order data from Shopify and calculate the average quantities that are being sold every day per SKU. If you have a lot of SKUs, that will be painful. But that's the way you have to bear it in the early days. And then you have to look at your supplier dynamics as well. How long it takes them to deliver products to your warehouse. Remember, it's not about manufacturing time. It's also about the logistics time. Like what is the duration? And this will have a huge impact on your costs as well. If you're going to ship them via air, that will be costly. But if you can wait longer, you can go for land transport as well. So these kind of decisions will change the way you are looking at your inventory. And earlier you do this, the more time and money you will save. Even if you are an early stage merchant, you should start building that Excel sheet. You should start thinking about your next purchase order before it is too late. And the risk here is that your data is in Shopify. It's your store is living, your data is being updated, but your Excel sheets are just on your computer or on your Google Drive, not being updated with those. And then your plans can always fall behind the speed of your growth. And this will cause you to run out of stock earlier. Another suggestion I can make to merchants who are just starting inventory management is that understand the value of tracking SQs. I've seen many merchants who just go with the product names and do not follow any SKU system or barcodes. These are early investments that you can make into your inventory, which will save you time and money in the future. So today you can just get a barcode scanner from Amazon for $100 maximum, and it will really pay off when you switch to a system like ours or any other, you will need that record with the SQs. Yeah, I think there's very good tips in there. Start early with a proper system. Now, when it comes to analytics, you touched on using spreadsheets, which might work in the beginning, but at some point you would just grow out that system and then you have to switch anywhere. So you came up with a solution for Shopify and other platforms to help with that. Give me an idea on how that works. So we started with Shopify and right now we want to excel our product. We want to make it perfect for the Shopify merchants before we jump onto other platforms. But that's also on our list. So how it works today, you can easily find our app on the App Store. It's called Fabricateur, like in German, and it's written with K. But if you also search for Fabricator, that will also show up. You can install it on your store. It's a self-service app. It will take just a couple of minutes to fetch your data from your Shopify store, including the order history and inventory levels. Based on that, our system starts running the forecasting algorithm in the background and giving you the first analysis in the first like 10, 15 minutes saying like, these are your best sellers. These are the products that will run out of stock soon. 
But the one thing that we do, we understand the psychology of the merchant. So the real fear is not about running out of stock. It's about losing revenue. So we really highlight what is the potential revenue loss. Some of our customers find it very depressing when they look at that widget in our control center saying that you're going to lose 300K in the next three months because you did not order these products on time. That's depressing. But actually what keeps us alive as human is the fears, right? So we are using that fear factor on that side and showing them what is the stake on the table that they might be losing. And based on that, they take an action. So taking that fear and turning into actually a prescriptive analytics, telling them, all right, this is the case right now. We described the problem. You have products that are going to run out of stock, but what is the prescription? How are you going to fix it? To do that, we take a couple of inputs from our users because that data does not exist on Shopify about the suppliers, their lead times, maybe minimum order quantities, and any other restriction that might affect the decision in the end. But based on that, we give them a list of products, when to order them, what is their deadline as a supply planner, and in what quantities they should be ordering. Many forecasting solutions or approaches are focusing on the stock outlate while we are focusing on the deadline of ordering. Stock out late minus the lead time is your deadline. Any day that you're late in ordering, you're actually running into the risk of losing potential revenue, which will bring you to that big number of lost revenue. There are a lot of other helpful parts of the application, like bringing the data to the surface, because I know D2C merchants are swamped with data and it's scattered all around the platforms. There's Shopify data, Google Analytics, your 3PLs, maybe you're using ShipHero, maybe you're using fulfillment software. So it's scattered everywhere. It's important to get the data into the right context. And that's what we are doing. Right now, we are integrated with Shopify, integrated with 3PLs, bringing the data, scattered data, putting into the right context, and then turn it into prescription that will help mitigate the risks in the supply chain. That's our approach. But we also realized that in the last three years since the pandemic now, Supply chains are broken and it's not really easy to forecast with a high accuracy. Even if you forecast your demand very well, there's a problem of forecasting your logistics chain. And maybe you remember that evergreen ship being stuck in the Suez Canal, blocking the whole world for 15 days from raw materials to finished products. Everyone was just waiting. Nothing you can do. So we took that as a lesson and we said, we're still passionate about building forecasting. But there must be another way that is acting as an insurance. Maybe that's me living in Germany for five years, being so adapted to the insurance mindset that there always has to be an insurance for something. We wanted to build a safety net that protects our merchants from the revenue losses when they run out of stock. And then we started thinking about back orders. What if the merchants start selling products before it arrives in their warehouse? Because... As a DTC merchant, you're probably selling something unique that your customers cannot buy it from Amazon. And your customers, if they're passionate enough, will be willing to wait for it for a week, for 10 days, 15 days, a little bit of a Kickstarter mindset, right? So we pay for projects on Kickstarter, wait for maybe years or six months because we know that outcome will be unique and that experience we are paying for. Of course, don't make it six months for your store. But if it's like 10, 15 days before the arrival of the products, now you can sell them. I have a lot to say about backorders, but I will just pause here if there's anything you want to ask. Now, I think backorders is a very interesting topic. I have done this three, four times in my own store. 
not for a product that was on back order. It was for a product that was actually going into a new production. And I used it as a pre-financing for the product. Mm -hmm. So back ordering works very well. And also for my coaching line, I always say have the chance to take back orders. As you said, it will help you by not losing a potential customer on your store because people really want it. They will sign up for it and they will wait. In my case, they waited up to three months for it, but they were so interested in the product that it was not an issue. So back ordering, I think, is a very important step in this whole process of having a flawless forecasting and inventory planning. So definitely a great feature that you offer there. I want to yeah. dive a little bit, bit more into the relationship between you as a merchant and your supplier with this piece of software, with your app in the middle. Is there any kind of information that you can draw out of it and take directly to the supplier? Just assuming that you already have an established agreement with your supplier, what kind of options they provide in terms of delivery of the goods, if they handle the logistics part of it or not, just assuming that you have a supplier in place who will be expecting you to send another purchase order. So the first data from our side that goes to supplier is the purchase order. As a merchant, you come to Fabricateur, create your purchase order based on the forecasting that we have, select the location that should be shipped, and then we have a share button, which actually automatically generates an email, including all the line items, quantities, and details the supplier needs, and then sending it with the attachments of PDF, Excel, whatever they like to receive. And then we have a little CRM kind of feature, which also allows you to track the emails, especially if you're working with hundreds of merchants. In some cases, I've seen that you just want to know if they received the email, if the email is being opened, if it is the correct address. So you can track if they received it. And then you take over the conversation through your own communication channels. But the emails are actually being sent from the merchant's own email. They don't know if it's coming from fabricator. We don't want to intervene that relationship because supply relationships are quite fragile. And the data we are handling is also fragile. It's a trade secret for many brands who they supply it from. And for the suppliers, we don't want to raise any red flags. So just making it look natural. And then... The supplier looks at the purchase order, says like, okay, we approve the quantities and the arrival dates. And the merchant comes back and says this incoming inventory is being locked in our system. So the system is just waiting for it to arrive, adjusting the forecasting based on that. But beyond that, we did not want to onboard suppliers to our platform because especially thinking about like the long tail of the D2C market, these DTC brands are probably the smallest customers to these big suppliers overseas. So if as a brand, as a merchant, I go to them and ask like, hey, we have a lovely software fabricateur. Do you want to log in? We will, that's where we will keep our purchase orders. Supplier will probably say, no, I have like hundred customers. I cannot bother with that. So we try to follow the way that they are used to and not trying to change it. Okay. Now, who's your perfect customer? What kind of store size do you need to have or what kind of data do you need to have to make it really work? We're usually working with fashion apparel brands because they are dealing with a high number of SKUs. It can quickly go up to more than 100 SKUs. Like if you're selling one t-shirt, five sizes, five colors, it's already beyond 100 easily. And you need to make sure you have the right quantity. So the pain is higher on high SKU stores with a long duration of lead times. If you are a merchant, assuming that you're not a D2C, you're just buying from the mid-markets, you go to a wholesaler, buy finished products and sell through channels, you don't have that problem. If you have one week of a lead time, it's manageable. But for fashion, 
I've seen lead times going up to nine months and you really need to forecast. So we're focusing on brands with high lead times, high number of SKUs, and in terms of revenue, at least half a million dollars of yearly revenue, they must have performed. So then we have enough data to build on top of that and helping them to reach their next milestone. Okay, that sounds great. What's the kind of homework that a merchant needs to do before he approaches you? Basically nothing. They can install the app right away. And we do a white glove onboarding for everyone who installs the app. And it just takes 30 minutes putting in together the lead time, the days of stock they want to cover, supplier information. We do all of these during the demo and then they're ready to go. They don't need to do anything. Okay. Give me one golden nugget that you have seen of someone who does it really, really good. We had one customer who impressed me with how they utilize backorders. They utilize backorders as market research tool. So they are selling in a vertical that is quite competitive. All of their competitors are able to produce these products from suppliers in China. But the competition is based on who's going to hit the market early enough and finds the trending products before anyone else. We're talking about colors. The product is the same, but every summer the trending colors change. And this merchant wanted to know which colors are going to be more popular. He created a purchase order with a very small quantity, but for a very high number of colors. I think they had like 15 different colors, enabled back order for maximum quantity of five. So they sold maximum five from each color and then see which one is leading the game with the ads that they're running. It's actually also a very transparent way of running this because what our app does, it also changes the button on the website. So it's not just a back office app, it's manipulating the website page, changing the button to pre-order, transparently sharing what is the estimated arrival date. So the customer also knows that this is a pre-order and they agree to wait for it. In that meantime, this merchant figured out which color is going to be trending this summer and ordered a bunch of those, shipped them via air the fastest possible, and started selling them before the competition hit the market. And they made great sales. Year-over-year growth was beyond 200% for these guys, and they just know how to use these kind of tools in the best way possible. I'm telling this story to everyone I'm onboarding to the app. Like, be bold. Don't be afraid of using these kind of tools. Just do things in an honest way. Do not trick your customers. Keep your promises. If you are not able to ship something as a merchant, you should be the first one who goes to the customer and says that I'm sorry before they come to you and ask for the order. As long as you follow this like high levels of ethics, you should be able to grow your brand by utilizing such tools. Yeah, that's an awesome example that you just gave us here. Another advantage of your app of Fabricateur is definitely that the back order is already in there. So you don't need to go for a second app. It's already right. in there. And it also shows you if you're thinking out of the box, it's more than boring supply management. There's much more in there. It's increasing your AOE. It's increasing your customer lifetime value, the whole lot to make your money in your store. Bahadir, where can people find out more about Fabricateur? So the website is called fabricateur.io. As I said, Fabricateur with K. There's more information there. They can always reach out to us through Shopify App Store as well. Find me on LinkedIn, Bahadir Efeoglu. I'm also sharing my insights on LinkedIn now running and series where I shared the summary of 200 interviews with merchants that I did last year. Sadly, I did not record a podcast. It was mostly sales calls, but I learned a lot from these talks with merchants. And if you want to be updated about those, you can follow me on LinkedIn as well. I will put the link in the show notes and you're just one click away. 
Bahedia, thanks so much for giving us this background. I think it's a, one of the most important topics that every merchant should follow because stock inventory is in the core of your business. If you don't have anything to sell, you don't have a business. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Thank you very much. And that's a wrap for this episode. I hope you found today's episode informative and actionable. As a reminder, we have a growing community of e-commerce professionals where you can share your insights, ask questions and learn from other merchants. If you're interested in joining, please visit our website at ecommercecoffeebreak.com and sign up for the community. And don't forget to subscribe, rate and review our podcast to stay updated on the latest marketing trends and strategies for Shopify e-commerce merchants. See you next time.